Hi, hello, this is the 34th demonstration of the system. We have some musical theatre later, is how I am choosing to describe it for now. Its creator, John Finnamore, presented it to us with, uh, with apologies and said, this is terrible news for you because I've done another one of these. And we don't think it's terrible news. It's, you know, we love musical theatre and this is musical theatre. It's storytelling in song, sort of song. It's storytelling and there's music. And, you know, it, really, in an ideal world, uh, we would be playing this alongside the 52nd Kilburn story, which it is a curiously apposite accompaniment to. But the 52nd Kilburn story is not likely to appear until the second or third lockdown, and I, for one, am happy for that to be a good time hence, and hopefully by that point everyone will have forgotten enough of the music for me to be able to just repeat this. Um, maybe I won't tell everyone it's a repeat, maybe I will. But, the, you know, the future is a problem that must resolve itself. No, that's not true. The future's a problem we must all resolve bit by bit, by working hard at the present. Is that inspiring? It doesn't seem as if it would be inspiring. Anyway, back to glorious 2012. What a golden and wonderful year 2012 was. And uh, this is what was happening in Kilburn. What an excellent and whirlwind couple of months it's been. Weren't the Olympics amazing, for instance? plucking a minor or recent event from the air. Bradley Wiggins, a kid from Kilburn, is how he describes himself relentlessly, even if estate weasels would call that bit made of ale now. And the Tour de France, also go Bradley. Uh, me and my friend Kim got so irate that the post office painted the postbox gold in Chorley, where he lives now, that we went out three weeks ago. I shouldn't be saying this, obviously. Uh, I don't think there are any policemen here. We went out at dead of night and painted the post box outside his childhood home. We painted it gold and yellow stripes. You take the 16 bus south from here and you will see it. We are very proud of ourselves. Kim is, uh, oh, I don't know. He's an interesting old fish. He's a banker. I used not to mind. And now I mind a bit. But he's my friend. And I don't know ultimately what makes a good person. He does some things I really don't agree with. Deep down, I'm pretty sure he doesn't agree with them either. But he's my friend, like I say. And it's hard to see these things when you're on the inside. Also, when your job is what you've been focusing on for 15 years, for a lot of hours every day, and for most of which time it didn't seem to be doing any great harm. It's, like I say, I don't know, but uh, okay, here's the thing. We've got this other friend. Well, she's more someone we know. And she's called Emma. And she teaches yoga jitsu, the passive aggressive martial art. And two months ago, she abandoned is a strong word. So let's just say that she let Kim and his wife Merlin believe that they were looking after her five-year-old daughter Agatha Maud for a night when actually she was flying to Micronesia with a guy called Ziggy and she didn't know when she'd return but she knew it would be at least a couple of months. Emma by the way she has no doubts about whether she's a good person. In her opinion Absolutely, she is. After all, she teaches yoga jitsu, and she only eats organic chicken, and she would give to charity if she got enough alimony, and not a stupid donkey charity, but something really worthwhile. 
like orphans or cats. Emma felt no guilt. She doesn't allow herself to feel guilt. Guilt is a wasted emotion and negative, and it implies you've done something wrong. So if you don't do anything wrong, you never have to feel guilty, QED. So she felt no guilt about leaving Agatha Maud. After all, her daughter is friends with Kim and Merlin's twin boys, and Kim is a banker and therefore selfish, and so he needs to take responsibility for something for once in his life. So she's teaching him an important lesson, frankly, and he should be grateful, though people seldom are in her experience. Anyway, off she went to Micronesia, and then she didn't contact Kim and Merlin for nearly two months. Kim and Merlin obviously got frantic. Merlin, she tried email and phone, and she was on the verge of hiring a private detective. And the only reason she didn't is that when she tucked Agatha Maud into bed a week or so after this whole business started, Agatha Maud looked up and said, Thank you, Auntie Merlin. I love you. This is the best miracle that has ever happened to me. But anyway, finally... Last Sunday, Merlin was online trying to Google legal situation abandoned children when she noticed that Emma was available for contact on Skype. She almost broke her finger hitting the call button. Emma answered, which was an accident. Actually, she'd only gone online to complain to her husband that child support payments weren't reaching Micronesia fast enough, and she never imagined Merlin would be waiting to pounce. Emma listened to a confused torrent of questions and then said, Merlin, if you don't mind a tip from an industry professional, you totally need to de-stress. I prescribe wheatgrass tea. Merlin, I think this was heroic actually, she did not throw her chair through the computer screen. She took a deep breath and asked if Emma would like to speak to her daughter. Of course, said Emma, that's the only reason I'm online. Darling Agatha Maud, leaving her was the bravest thing I've ever done. <coughs> said Merlin, and afterwards, can I speak to you just for a few minutes? Of course, said Emma, if the line doesn't suddenly go dead, it often does that. Merlin bit her tongue again and fetched Agatha Moore to the computer, and the first thing Emma said on seeing her daughter was, Oh my God, is that toast? Yes, said Agatha Maud gleefully, it is toast. I love toast. Toast is lovely yum. And she smacked her lips. Butter. Mm -mm, she added. Merlin was still in the room and she said, is this a problem? Of course it's a problem, darling. She's glutose intolerant. Excuse me, glutose. It's an industry term, darling. Gluten and lactose. What about glucose? Yes, that too. To which Merlin replied, are you sure she's been eating toast since she got here and pasta and also cheese and she's fine? Don't you tell me how to look after my daughter, said Emma. Leave me alone with her right now. Merlin left the room in a calm fury and closed the door. And then she pressed her ear against the door to listen. She didn't crouch. This isn't a movie. She heard Emma say, Never eat toast, darling, you will bloat. It's your father's genes. Agatha Maud asked what bloat meant, and Emma said that toast would make her fat, darling. And Agatha Maud asked Emma, have you been eating toast? And then there was a silence. Then Emma said, 
Go and fetch Auntie Merlin, darling. She and Mummy need to talk. When Merlin returned, Emma said, J'accuse. Once a banker's wife, always a banker's wife. J'accuse you of poisoning my daughter's body. And j'accuse you of poisoning her mind against me, her mother. You are trying to steal my daughter. What do you have to say to that? Merlin had a lot to say, actually, and she said all of it, even though Emma disconnected the call after about a minute. Merlin felt better, but it was still half an hour before she could go downstairs. And so Kim and Merlin are speaking with a family lawyer, and they are going to have to get some permissions from Agatha Mort's father, who's in Hong Kong, about school and medical records and so on, and Emma's going to be furious about that. But Merlin finds she doesn't mind too much. It's a mess. But, look, you get attached to a cat you're looking after for a week, and they've been looking after this adorable child for two months. And so, okay, they're worried that they will end up being bad parents to Agatha Maud if this situation goes on. Obviously, they have considered that it might. They worry it might compromise what they can do for their own kids. They... And luckily, they're well off. And their kids all seem to like each other. But what problems could they be storing up in the long run? That's intangible. And basically, but what else are they supposed to do? Whatever about the rest, it's almost certainly the best thing for Agatha Maud that they continue to look after her. And so that is what they are going to do. You don't find out what you're made of when your life is a bed of roses. I don't know whether everything Kim does is right. I mean, it definitely isn't. None of us do the right thing all the time, but he is doing the right thing in this case, isn't he? I think we can all agree he is. I think he is. And anyway, that, such as it is, is the news from Kilburn. Now, there is a train of thought which says that only someone who's really great at something can convincingly do it badly on a stage, for instance. So only a really good actor can convincingly portray a bad actor. Only a really good musician or singer can convincingly uh, be a bad one on stage. Well, one of the many missions of the Mighty Finn has been to disprove that over the years, in all sorts of different ways, uh, and with heroic commitment, I think uh, we can probably all say. And Many of our alumni have learned that lesson well, have taken it to heart, and have run with it. And uh, we don't need no uh, consistent metaphors in the Mighty Finn. Anyway, one of the people who has picked up that ball and run with it and, uh, and slammed it in the net is uh, John Finnell. He'll got totally berserk. 
Let's not panic, will you stop at a shop near the top? Grab a box of chocolates and be on our way. You can't just get the Mountain King anything. He's a king, he's used to getting treasure, not Cadbury's milk tray. We'll get him something nice next year. Oh, no fear, we won't be here. Miss a present once and you are off the list for life. What about your wedding ring? Give my ring to the king. You can get another ring. And you can get another wife. All right, then what's your idea? My idea? Let's be clear. If this were up to me, then we'd never have come. But don't you want to meet the king? Here's the thing. Sod the king. This old mountain monarchy's totally dumb. Right, then. Fine, then. If that's the way you feel, then we needn't go at all. Right, then. Fine, then. Tell the king to take his mountain and then stick it up his hole. One of John's close personal friends is demonstrating his musical talents on a YouTube channel uh, quite regularly at the moment. We'll put a link to that in the show notes for today. That is us for uh, that is us for Thursday. We hope you are being a good boy or girl or other, and that you are not evading the lockdown. And we will or whatever the lockdown is, wherever you are. You might be somewhere where you don't even have to lock down, in which case, I hope you're having a tremendous time. America is doing extremely well on our stats. Canada has fallen back, rather. Australia has had a strong run. If America is going to be challenged, it is by Australia. Uh, The European countries are all much of a muchness, apart from, surprisingly, France. The French love us. And... uh, Well, let us say we love the French. They can't prove otherwise. Be good and well and good to each other. Tall tales out.